Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. My name is Dr. Aaron Ernst. And hey, it's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. Today we have a special broadcast. Unfortunately, there is a game that is preventing me from being on the airways, but that doesn't prevent us from coming at you through our live streams and our podcasts. We're going to be teaching information about the three most common functional causes of an underactive thyroid. We're finalizing our series on thyroid disease and why so many people today struggle with fatigue and weight gain and anxiety and depression and joint pains and you know, uh, brittle nails and thin hair and the idea of, you know, brain fog and forgetfulness and just this funk that a lot of us unfortunately assume is common as we go through life and as we get older. But I'm, I'm here to tell you those symptoms are classic indicators that something's going on with your thyroid. And as I've mentioned over the last three episodes or so, your doctors are not checking your thyroid properly. What they're doing is they're running basic blood work looking for TSH and T4. The stimulation and the primary inactive hormone and they're using those two as a judgment of your global thyroid health. And I'm going to share with you today the three root causes of what makes the thyroid not function properly. So again, if you have fatigue and weight loss resistance and uh, anxiety, depression, mood swings, joint pains, specifically like your feet and your knees and your ankles and your wrists, if your hair is thinning out, if your brain's getting foggy, okay, you, you, you need to pay attention to thyroid functionality, but not the way medicine does it. So I'm going to go and say, here are your top three causes for those symptoms, top three causes for a diagnosis of thyroid. And they're going to be something that you might say, what? My doctor certainly hasn't talked about that. Okay. Cause number one, it's a neurological interference known as subluxation where your thyroid has become disconnected energetically and possibly even with blood supply from your brain and the way God created the ability for your brain to tell your thyroid how to work. Okay. So think of it as just a basic feedback loop. 
you have a section of your brain called a pituitary gland. It secretes something called thyroid stimulation hormone. But it doesn't just do it by itself. There has to be a signal sent to the brain to tell the body, secrete this hormone. And that signal comes up through the nervous system. It uses the spinal nerves in your neck. It uses the spinal cord. And that signal comes up to the pituitary and says, hey, we need more thyroid hormone. So I want you to think of it as um, this microphone. If I were to dig out this wire, cut it, instantly you wouldn't be able to hear me, yet I'm moving around and talking, and you guys would start chatting in on our text lines and stuff. Dr. Ernst, we can't hear you. There's no way. But uh, the only thing that happened was there was a disruption in signal. So I'm still here. I'm still doing my stuff. You're still there. You're still trying to listen, but no signal being sent. So think of it the same way in regards to thyroid functionality. Your thyroid, which sits in your middle of your neck, just above your Adam's apple, receives signals neurologically from the brain to tell it what it needs to do and how it needs to produce and the energy and the productivity, cellular functionality. And I'm going to read a couple things to you to show you why this is evident. Because when people start paying attention to nervous system and its connection to thyroid, you'll see an almost instantaneous connection to this. Watch this. In 2014, the Journal of Craniovertebral Junction and Spine published a study showing a 21-year-old female who was admitted to the hospital because of severe anxiety, almost to the point of like she couldn't live her life, decreased mental function. They found out she had an infection in one of the discs in her neck that was affecting the seventh cervical vertebra. And you may know where the story is going with this. They did some cleanup and repaired that area and instantaneously, anxiety went away, thyroid got better, everything started to improve. It was a case study published in 2014. Later, there was over another, I'll call it a survey of studies done, 7,094 patients who all had autoimmune thyroid disease. Guys, that's Hashimoto's, where the body is attacking the thyroid gland. There was a high frequency beyond 75% correlation to degenerative disc disease taking place in their cervical spine. What is degenerative disc disease? That's when the joint space where the nerve comes out is compromised because of decay and or thinning of the disc. So let's go back to how your body was created. You have been given this gift called your spinal system, which is the bones in your neck and your back and your lower back the spinal cord, which carries information from the brain, the spinal nerve, which exits out of a small hole where the disc sits, and the signal that is sent across this nerve goes to your organ systems. So if you're talking about C6 and C7 and the nerve root C7, this is the one the research says, the clinical documentation says, is connected with your thyroid functionality. So if the C7 nerve root is working perfectly, and I'll show you how we can test for this, then thyroid is receiving neurological signals from the brain uninterrupted and it will produce hormones and do everything like it should. So what can happen is you can start to get disc irritation and or disc damage where one of the discs squeezes a little bit of its you know, uh, soft tissue out into the nerve and it starts to compress the nerve functionality. The alignment can be compromised, the disc can be thinned and you start to irritate or compress or cause damage to a nerve. Now, this is not always felt locally. It's not like you're going to wake up and go, oh my gosh, it feels like I have a pinched nerve in my neck. No, instead what happens is the function starts to drop. So 
how we can determine if you have this condition called a subluxation is number one, understanding what it is. It's a misalignment that creates pressure on a nerve as it exits out of your spine. The way your spine is designed is you have a bone separated by a disc and another bone to open a space for the nerve. So if the nerve is interfered with, your brain cannot send the proper signal down the spinal cord, out the nerve root to the tissue, in this case being the thyroid, and we get lack of function. Okay, again, just as if I was to take this wire, cut it, or grab the control box and turn the gain on this microphone down, my volume would decrease, it would start to diminish, and you would again say, I can't hear you. Okay, so this is the number one most underdiagnosed, meaning they can't find it, overlooked functional cause of a thyroid issue because your brain is designed to send a signal directly into the glands, the tissues, and the organs. If we take a structural x-ray, which is a very special method of doing this, we can measure the joint spaces. We can look at the base and say, okay, seven bones to the neck. There is C7. What does the nerve channel look like? Is there an open space? Is the disc healthy? Is it in alignment? There are normals. So we can determine, for example, do you have normal nerve functionality going from your brain to your thyroid? And how we can look for this is a couple ways. Number one, if a nerve is compressed, we're gonna see heat coming off your spine because it's hot, it's irritated. So we can run what's called a spinal thermography, look at the zone in your neck and find out, hey, is that an interference? Look at this, this person, C3, C4, C6, C7, T1, T2, you can see the red irritations coming off the spine in this region. That is indication that what is present is a subluxation, a misalignment affecting nerve functionality. And again, if you're listening today and you're going, okay, I've been diagnosed with thyroid. I take levothyroxine, Synthroid, Armorthroid, some kind of thyroid medication. My first question to you is, are you deficient in the meds or are you deficient in nerve signal? This here, this nerve functionality, looking for subluxation is what I have seen in the last 15 to 16 years never being addressed in conventional medicine, not even really being addressed in classic chiropractic because they'll say, oh, you know, it can cause neck pain, et cetera. And while it certainly can, about 90% of people who have subluxations in their spine do not feel them. They don't know they're there. They know they have a health issue. They're either medicating or trying to deal with it on their own, but they've never addressed the fact that the subluxation is present. Let me give you some analogies and examples of this. All right, so one way of finding out if there's a subluxation in the spine is we're looking to compare what does normal look like, see the curve in the neck, so you can see the C-shaped arch, see the openness to the vagal space, so like right there where the vagus nerve comes out, all the cranial nerves and the spinal nerves exit from each of the regions. What we want to see as an example is, is the alignment proper? In this analogy, do you see how the spine is completely straight? Do you see how there's damage to one of the discs? It is compressed, it is irritated. The disc is bulging, the nerve is compressed, the joint is misaligned, there is decay present, and guess what? That is what an x-ray uh, of a subluxation looks like. And if you have a subluxation, it's preventing your brain from sending the signals down the spinal cord, out the nerve roots. If it's at the C5, C6, C7 region, that's thyroid control zones. 
So again, many people are taking medications to try to manage their symptoms. They're making their TSH and their T4 look good, but they're missing functional cause number one, spinal subluxation, nerve irritation, and decay. Here's another example of an x-ray. Do you see how loss of curve in the neck? Can you see how right there, there's thinness between C5, C6, C6, and C7? This region controls nerve functionality. MRI on the same patient actually shows the bulging to the disc, the compression to the cord, the irritation within the spine, and again, medicating on a thyroid for years, and yet realized, ah, there's a neurological involvement. Let me show you the power of this. In uh, 2020, not that long ago, just a couple years ago, published in the Annals of Vertebral Subluxation, Resolution of Hypothyroidism Following Subluxation-Specific Chiropractic Care. What does that mean? It means instead of just chasing after the pain, we're focusing in on is there a subluxation, an alignment affecting nerve functionality. We mark the x-rays and measure the alignment distortion. Then we apply specific chiropractic technique to release the joint, realign the spine. Watch this, 61-year-old female started going to a chiropractor after having thyroid issues, weight gain, decreased energy, and was diagnosed two years ago putting on medications. Exam revealed subluxations with paraspinal thermography. That's what this is again, right? Remember, we're doing heat signatures of the spine. Paraspinal uh, thermography displayed temperature asymmetry in the patient's neck and upper back, just like you're looking at here. Temperature asymmetry. Watch this. Chiropractic technique was done into a 30-day window. So they got 30 days of adjustments, started feeling better, started losing weight, energy coming back. Two months, 60 days, patient returned to a medical doctor, had an annual checkup done for thyroid workup. Labs revealed TSH, T3, T4, free T3, free T4, all values back into the normal. No changes to medications, no changes to diet, simply one thing removing subluxation, finding its location, removing the compression, restoring spinal thermography back to normal, restoring spinal function back to normal, releasing nerve compression, and then watch this, guys. Your brain sends a signal down the spine over the nerve and tells the tissue how to work. This is what we see day in and day out in our functional clinic here in Charlotte. If you have a subluxation, it is one of the most detrimental, undiagnosed, silent causes, not just of a thyroid issue, because it's based on the region that it's at. If it's C5, C6, C7, we hone in on thyroid. If it's T1, T2, T3, we start thinking heart and lungs. So you're gonna see that subluxation can be linked directly to your health issue. And because we're talking about thyroid today, it's connected to the lower base of the neck. If you want some more information about how your spine regulates and controls your thyroid, how you can get tested to find out if you have a subluxation, what are the x-rays, the involvement, the thermography, the education, all of this is found in my Thyroid Heal Thyself ebook, which is yours free. All you have to do is text your name, your email, and the word thyroid to 704-906-2094. That's 704-906-2094. And texting that in will send you the ebook free. And again, on Saturday, October 
14th, which is just a week or so away, we're going to be doing a thyroid masterclass. You're invited to come. It's an online live event where I'm going to take you through step-by-step on how do you identify your root cause, how do we reverse that, and what are the tests and the steps necessary for you to find out what kind of thyroid condition do you have? Is it undiagnosed symptomatic? Is it diagnosed still symptomatic? Is it long-term chronic diagnosed and maybe autoimmune and you had no clue? There are ways for you to find out what your thyroid is doing, how it's functioning, and what you can do to resolve it. So again, functional cause number one to non-productive thyroid activity, subluxation of the spine, a nerve involvement that restricts or limits your brain from sending a signal down the spinal cord out the nerve root to the tissue to give it proper signaling and energy and vitality and life. Again, the research shows there's a huge correlation between spinal degeneration, decay, thinness of the discs, nerve involvement, and a thyroid that's going south. So if you work on repairing the alignment, reinvigorating the discs, getting the space back, opening the joint tissue, the nerve can become invigorated, the signals can be sent properly, and guess what? Thyroid functionality can return. It's present in the research, it's evident in the clinical studies, and it's available to you. Okay, now, functional cause number two. It has a lot to do with the idea that your digestive system, specifically your gut, is inflamed, irritated, and leaking. Okay, we know this for a fact. 90% of people with thyroid conditions, meaning hypothyroid, taking the medication, etc., have some version of autoimmune thyroid disease where they're producing antibodies that is attacking the thyroid tissue, the gland itself, the production of the hormone, or even the conversion process, meaning the enzymes involved. There are several studies connecting the idea between gut leak dysbiosis, increased intestinal permeability, and the presence of a heightened autoimmune response, so much so that the antibody production starts to shut down thyroid functionality. What we know now is that your diet, the medications you take, the toxins you're exposed to irritates your intestines and causes them to become inflamed. As you leak This is not stool leaking into your abdominal cavity. It's physically leaking bacteria and viruses and toxins and undigested proteins into your bloodstream, which creates a huge inflamed immune response. A lot of these food particles undigested and even bacterial toxins look a lot like the tissues of our body. So you build an antibody. It's a protein that's designed to tag and signal the immune system to say, eliminate whatever I attach to. So if we start to leak proteins undigested, gluten, uh, grains, uh, undigested proteins and food products from our diet into our bloodstream, we build antibodies against them. And the unique thing is this, guys, casein proteins from dairy and the gluten protein found in grains, wheat specifically, looks extremely a lot alike your thyroid gland and also the hormone itself. So if we build an antibody against casein from dairy and gluten from grains, what we find is the antibody levels start to elevate and then your body is now being attacked in the thyroid. So instead of your thyroid naturally producing T4, The enzyme for production is destroyed and the T4 function goes down. 
And the same thing happens for the protein itself. So we can either attack the protein or we can attack the enzyme that makes the protein. So the result is T4 levels drop, TSH goes up, your body is detecting it, the doctors will prescribe T4, it'll make the labs look good, but you still have antibodies. So this condition known as Hashimoto's thyroid is linked almost 100% to a gut leak. And again, leaky gut is a condition that we tend to find in 90 to 95% of patients that I work with, especially those who are taking medications for thyroid. And yet here's the challenge. The research is showing that if you clean the gut out, if you reestablish the healthy bacteria, if you seal the intestines, you bring the gap junctions of the cells tight together, you can see changes in thyroid functionality to the point where some people have even been able to reduce and or eliminate the need for medications. One of the top irritants to your intestines, it's physically been shown to cause a gut leak, unfortunately is a chemical found in a lot of the foods we eat today, it's called glyphosate. Glyphosate is the Roundup sprays that we spray onto plants to prevent pests and things from eating them. It's what we use on uh, grains specifically to somewhat dry them down. Roundup, as known as glyphosate, tends to hide in a lot of the foods we consume today. This here I'm showing you guys is an infographic showing how your classic over-the-counter fast food convenient meal is basically a glyphosate bomb which is gonna cause death, decay, and destruction to your gut, making it leak. The high fructose GMO modified corn syrups found in the sweeteners of our beverages, the potatoes, the fries that are desiccated and dried directly with it, and then also the oil, the genetically modified canola oil that is then sprayed heavily with glyphosate to use to cook and fry foods. We find, again, fructose corn syrups in sauces and dressings. We see, again, the animals that we consume, the beef, the fish, the chicken, they're now eating grains and soy and corn that have all been sprayed with this. We even know that the wheat used in the breads and the grains today is desiccated and dried with glyphosate. And so we have corn and soy and grains and everything consumed. And I'm going to tell you when I come back from my commercial break, the amount of glyphosate found in food products today is exceeding the allowable limits. And it's even been known, but a lot of the foods you're eating are laced with it. So in order to get your gut under control, we have to stop toxifying it in the first place, which requires a dietary shift towards real whole foods. If you need help with this, Download the Thyroid Heal Thyself ebook. The diet, the descriptions, the information is all found inside of here. Again, text your name and your email with the word thyroid to 704 906 2094. I'll shoot you the thyroid ebook for free. We'll register you for the masterclass, which is Saturday, October 14th. And together, we're going to conquer this thing called chronic fatigue, anxiety, weight loss resistance, brittle nails. Uh, hair that's falling out, brains that are foggy, all the symptoms associated with thyroid, even if you haven't been diagnosed. But yet a lot of you are diagnosed taking the medication. You can do this. Take a moment right now, text your name and your email along with the word thyroid to 704-906-2094. And when I come back from this commercial break, more about leaky gut and its connection and also the toxins that induce hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's thyroid and then what you can do to fix that. Hey, it's the Ask Dr. Own Show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. 
good afternoon. Welcome back. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. My name is Dr. Aaron Ernst. Today is a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. We're talking today about the three functional causes of hypothyroidism, a condition that affects literally millions and millions of Americans in the United States today. Recently, thyroid medications became the number one most prescribed drug in the United States, surpassing statins, which used to be the number one. So what that should tell you is more people are being diagnosed with thyroid issues, coming back with abnormal labs, and yet being told, hey, the solution is just take this medication, we'll make everything look good. The majority of thyroid patients that I work with will even tell me, look, I've been taking my medications, yet I'm still struggling with symptoms. I'm cold, I'm tired, I'm forgetful, I'm fatigued, my hair's thinning, I'm gaining weight. The doctor said everything should return to normal when my blood work looks good. It now looks good, but I'm still falling apart. And the main reason for that is it's not a deficiency in the medication. It's a deficiency in the functionality, the underlying ability for the thyroid itself to actually make the hormone, number one, and the conversion process. So your body has to activate thyroid hormones. So as just a basic breakdown, okay, brain has a gland called the pituitary gland. It secretes a hormone called TSH that tells your thyroid, make more hormone. We talked at the top of the hour about how if you have a condition known as subluxation, which is an interference in the nerve roots that come through the spine, thyroid uses C5, C6, C7 nerve roots to send the signal to the spinal cord up through the spinal system to the brain so that the pituitary can say, make more hormone. If there is nerve damage or subluxation, that communication process is disrupted and it's possible that's why your thyroid is not producing enough of the hormone in the first place. Now, once the hormone is produced, it has to travel through your bloodstream to the liver and the intestines. The liver is responsible for converting approximately 80% of your thyroid hormones. 80% activation takes place in the liver. So if your liver is congested or inflamed or toxic, then the conversion doesn't happen properly. And instead of getting active thyroid hormone, we end up with this inactive hormone called reverse T3. Reverse T3 is what makes people feel cold and tired and fatigued fatigued and forgetful, and it causes the hair to thin out and the eyebrows to disappear. It is what creates the symptoms, but yet making your labs look good with medications does nothing to address the T3. This is why another functional cause is the toxicity levels of your body. We spent some time discussing how glyphosate is one of the most prevalent organic toxins found in our food, in even our water, and our environment, and that our exposure to glyphosate can be the reason for decreased thyroid functionality. Check this out. This article was produced in 2021, so it's relatively new. It says, could glyphosate and the glyphosate-based herbicides be associated with increased thyroid disease worldwide, not just here in the United States, like across the entire world, are we toxifying ourselves? What's interesting is in the study they said, if dietary restriction of iodine was once thought as the original cause of hypothyroidism, today the process of industrializing our foods and the high exposure to a wide variety of environmental chemicals could be directly or even indirectly affecting thyroid functionality. 
What is the indirect effect? Well, we know that glyphosate causes damage to the intestinal lining. We know it disrupts your microbiome. We know that the, the chemical itself actually blocks the absorption of iodine. It forces your kidneys to excrete the hormone, thyroid hormone, out in through your urine. So it makes you literally urinate your thyroid hormones out. It prevents the conversion. Remember we said before, thyroid brain tells the thyroid, make the hormone. The, the hormone goes to your liver, is converted into the active. That conversion process requires an enzyme in the liver to take place. And glyphosate has been shown to block the enzyme for conversion. So we have the indirect effect, and then we have the direct effect in that it's physically making you excrete your thyroid hormones. We talked again that a lot of our foods today are loaded with glyphosate. I found some studies here showing common snack and breakfast items that you guys might be using. Cheerios, Wheaties, Tricks, Corn Flakes, Kashi, Special K, Cheez-Its, Ritz, Triscuits, Oreos, page one, right? Lays, potato chips, Doritos, Fritos, Goldfish, even some healthier items like 365, which is an organic brand cracker found to have glyphosate. Uh, back to nature, supposedly a healthy version of a snack, glyphosate. So we have to be careful today. Now, can your body become overburdened with toxins such that you decrease the efficiency and the ability for you to detox? Yes. Here's the amazing thing. There are tests that can be run today that can help you to discover, do you have an issue with your body's ability to detox? And we do it through a special urine test that will show us a couple things. Number one, how leaky is your gut? It'll give us a percentage breakdown of the leak. Number two, it shows us the degree and depth of liver toxicity and inflammation. We can look at mitochondrial function and find out, are you producing energy properly? We can look at your global inflammation. We can look at nutrient absorptions, muscle regeneration. It's a beautiful test because ultimately what it does is it shows us metabolically by percentage how healthy are you. You can see in this example, 49.2% functional. What does this tell us? Metabolically, the body's not at optimum health. And see, the thing is, so many people will say, well, I want to be healthy, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. I'm exercising, I'm dieting, I'm following my doctor's advice. Yet when we test and screen for organic function, looking at the health of tissues, it hints to the areas that need to be improved upon. If the gut's leaking, then we start to seal it. If the liver's toxic, then we start to detox and chelate and clean it. If there is a subluxation present in the spine, we remove the nerve interference using structural chiropractic, restore the nerve functionality, and those three work as a synergistic support. Think of them as the legs on a stool creating stability. Nervous system, leg number one. Leaky gut being repaired, leg number two. Toxicity being restored, back to normal function, leg number three. A solid, stable base for your body. And when you see metabolic function increase, when you see gut leaks start to seal, when you see liver toxicity start to decrease, it's incredible the power of the human body that God gave it to self-heal and self-regulate. We have seen patients get off thyroid medications quickly, diabetes being restored, heart disease clearing out. Why? Because your body is designed innately to repair itself. But if you're interfered with 
and that interference blocks the communication for your body to repair, then it can't, and we end up with the diagnosis. Okay, so number one, functional cause that can create hypothyroidism that's being overlooked and undiagnosed. Spinal subluxation, nerve interference, brain has lost communication directly with the tissue itself. Number two, physical damage to the intestines creating a dysbiotic overgrown bacteria, fungus, or yeast, and a gut leak where we start to now leak toxins and leak proteins into the bloodstream. It activates an immune response. Antibodies become present. Those antibodies float around and they start attacking tissue. And if you're eating dairy, casein protein, and wheat, uh, gluten proteins, when those two proteins leak into the bloodstream, they look an awful lot alike. The thyroid, they're called mimickers. And if you produce an antibody against those proteins, those antibodies can start attacking the thyroid. And then we see decreased functionality. And again, your doctor would see it as an elevation of TSH and a drop in T4 and go, hey, we have a med for this. But yet, if the underlying root are those two things, you're never going to solve the problem. We still end up with symptoms despite the labs looking good. And I'm here to tell you that happens all the time. So third functional cause, toxicity. And this is a big deal today, partly because as we just discussed, one of the main toxins found in food and water is the glyphosate compounds known as Roundup, and it starts to affect the functionality of our gut. It causes a leak. It makes us physically urinate out our T4 thyroid hormones through the kidneys. It depletes the ability for us to convert properly from T4 to T3 in the liver, and that's just one toxin. Now, heavy metals have also been heavily connected to thyroid functionality, partly because they look a lot like iodine. And again, remember, your thyroid produces a protein called thyroglobulin. You have to attach four iodines to that protein for it to become thyroid hormone T4. And so if instead of attaching iodine, you accidentally, because of exposures, attach an aluminum or a lead or a mercury, then the hormone itself is now deficient and it can't physically function. Let's start with the top mimickers and disruptors of thyroid functionality for heavy metals. Number one, it's aluminum. It is found commonly in toiletries that we use like deodorants and over-the-counter medications. Antacids are high in aluminum. Certain food additives, baking powders, baking sodas can have aluminum inside of them. Cookware. Most people are using aluminum foil still. They're baking on aluminum sheets. They have pots and pans that have aluminum in them. And when food touches the metal and gets hot, it's been shown to absorb and pull the metal into the food. You eat the food, the aluminum gets in your body, and it starts to in interfere. I was going to say it starts to impact. It does impact and interfere thyroid functionality. Here's what happens. Aluminum oxidizes the thyroid. I want you to think of it like it creates an inflammatory rust to develop inside the thyroid. It also inhibits the uptake of iodine. It limits the production of the thyroid hormone in the first place, and it has been shown that aluminum can hyper-trigger your immune response, leading to excessive production of antibodies, which again is the number one cause of autoimmune thyroid. So we have to, number one, stop using aluminum-based products. Number two, we need to sometimes chelate and get rid of it. 
There is a test. We use it all the time. It's a hair analysis where we send some of your hair to a private lab. It'll show us, for example, how much aluminum. You can see how this person is slightly high. But we don't just stop at aluminum. Antimony, arsenic, barium, beryllium, cadmium, lead, mercury, platinum. We want to see a spread of all heavy metals in your body to find out what affects are happening because of the toxic exposure. In this example, this person is super high in mercury. They also have arsenic and antimony and aluminum. So again, if that's someone who's taking thyroid medications, wondering, is there a way out? Yes, remove the aluminum, remove the antimony. It's done through a process called chelation. Chelation is when we use a chemical that is safe and inert, usually either orally or rectally given, it use, goes in the blood, it can attach to the aluminum and the antimony and the metals, grab them and allow you to safely eliminate them either in the urine or in your stool. So it's done through a process called chelation. Cadmium is another metal that's been shown to cause thyroid functionality, and it's found a lot in things like phosphate fertilizers, batteries, some pigments and dyes, plastic products. It has been shown to create nodules and or cysts within the thyroid. It decreases the secretion of the thyroglobulin protein. It inhibits the ability for your thyroid to repair itself so it can cause and induce hyperplasia or overgrowth of thyroid tissue, which leads to things like cysts and nodules. And it's actually been connected directly to thyroid cancer. Lead is another one. Lead is known to have adverse neurological and renal problems. It can create kidney damage, and thus, again, we can leak our hormones out through the kidney. Lead is often found in a lot of older products, like some jewelry, lots of you know older toys. Uh, we still sit, tend to find it in contaminated drinking supplies because of older pipes and or solder that's been used around them. If your house was built before, say, 1970, there's a high chance you may still have some lingering lead products, and lead is a direct inhibitor of thyroid functionality. Mercury is one I want you to think hand-in-hand. Hand. Mercury, thyroid, mercury, thyroid, just like aluminum, cadmium, and lead in thyroid. Mercury is found in a lot of the seafood that we eat, found in dental fillings, the silver amalgamated fillings. It's even used as a stabilizer in some vaccines. What mercury does is it inhibits the intake of iodine. And again, it binds as the iodine molecule mimicker directly to the thyroglobulin protein. So instead of having four iodines, you might have a mercury or two and it becomes a completely inactive hormone. A study done in Canada discovered that several individuals who lived along a lake that was known to be contaminated with mercury found a huge correlation and in incidence in thyroid disease among the individuals who lived around the lake. So they've connected now mercury exposure to thyroid dysfunction. Now, are there ways for us to remove these products? Yes, we talked about it as being a chelation method. We need to upregulate detoxification within the liver. Your body has the ability naturally to excrete metals, but if your methylation or your detoxification is deficient, then those metals start to pile up and the effect becomes felt organically in the body. The process of chelation requires us using some products like either EDTA or DMSA. And in order to know what you need, 
It is vital that you get tested properly. This is why we recommend as part of your annual screenings that we're looking at the amount of toxic metals in your body. We're running tests to discover, do you have glyphosate? Do you have Roundup? Do you have pesticides and herbicides floating around that could create a dysfunction within your detox pathways? Our functional comprehensive metabolic profile can again, look for gut leak, look for toxicities to the liver. We can find out if you're mitochondrial deficient, if you're absorbing your nutrients. We use this in conjunction with our testing to discover, do you have these interferences? So as a, let's land this ship, three functional causes that create hypothyroidism that are more than likely undiagnosed in your situation. And if you fix these, your thyroid can start to turn around. Subluxation of the spine, nerve involvement, where the brain has lost signaling to the thyroid and has disrupted its ability to receive the energy from the brain and the signals from the brain to create the hormone in the first place. Number two, in Uh, what do I call it? A breakdown in the digestive system, causing a gut leak, creating dysbiosis and an antibody production, attacking thyroid functionality, making T4 levels drop. This right here is the most common cause of hypothyroidism. It's known as Hashimoto's autoimmune thyroid disease, where the body attacks the production and the hormone itself. Again, that's not the cause, guys. The cause is the breakdown in the barrier and the gut leak, which comes from exposures to pesticides, herbicides, and toxins. That leads us to cause number three, an overburdened detox pathway because of exposures from common day products. The toiletries we use, the cooking products we use, the chemicals that we spray on and put onto our bodies and we use around our houses. If there's heavy metals, if there's glyphosate, it produces an inability for the thyroid to physically produce the hormone in the first place. And don't forget, it can congest the liver, causing irritations to the detox pathways, so you cannot convert the active thyroid hormone T4 into healthy active T3. Look, I'm telling you, T3 is what gives you what you want, the energy, the vitality, the essence, the weight loss, the focus, the the resilience. And if your T3 levels are dropping because of this, you can take as many medications as you want and your body is never going to be able to heal itself. It comes back to the old adage of if I want to drop this pen and have it hit the floor, there better not be anything in the way. So if instead of it being on the floor, if I have a neurological subluxation, that's one layer of interference for my thyroid working. If I have gut leak or dysbiosis, an antibody production, another layer. If I have heavy metal toxicities or glyphosate toxicities and my liver is congested and sluggish, those three layers are interfering with your body doing exactly what it should. It should make thyroid hormones and it should do it by itself. It can't if there's an interference. And this is the foundation of functional medicine. Rather than looking at the symptoms you have and the diagnosis you've been given and blaming that, we want to ask the question, why? Why is the thyroid not producing hormones in the first place? Could it be because you have a neurological breakdown where the signal being sent from the brain is disrupted because of a subluxation? Is it possible that you have disc disease, herniations, bulges, or an alignment issue disconnecting your brain from sending the signals to your thyroid? Yes. 
and yet most people have never been tested for this. Hey, is it possible that you have a dysbiosis, an overgrowth of bacteria, or a gut leak creating antibodies, thus attacking the thyroid hormone, making the levels go down? It's a very high chance. Or could you have toxic heavy metals or pesticides, herbicides floating around in your blood? And I'm here to tell you, the majority of the people that I work with here in the greater Carolina area, they test positive for all three. It's sort of the perfect storm. I hate to say it, but it's the trifecta. It's the reason for the deficiency in the first place with your thyroid. And all of this is generally missed when you look at conventional testing. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Your classic TSH T4 test with blood is not enough. It's like scratching the surface trying to say, we found the cause of your thyroid issues. You're low in T4. Why? Again, nerve involvement is possible. Gut involvement with antibodies decreasing it, extremely possible. Toxicities, so it's not converting to the active hormone or not even producing it at all, extremely possible. So hopefully you see, as we finish today's show up, it's the nerve-gut toxin connection to hypothyroidism. And I implore you to take some options and start investigating this. You can do that by doing two things. Text the word thyroid with your name and email to 704-906-2094. I'm gonna shoot this free ebook to you which gives you everything I just talked about today in detail and we're gonna invite you to a masterclass that I'm hosting next Saturday, October 14th at 10 a.m., where I'll connect you with the test. I'll connect you with what you can do at home to start healing this, and you can begin to see your energy, your vitality, your weight, your body, and your resilience start to come back to life again. It's the way it was designed. It's how it was created, and it's all available to you when you become your own doctor and investigate root causes. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. I know we were not on the airways, but guess what? That doesn't hold us back from coming to you, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, our live streams, and our podcast. So just want to give a shout out to our digital listeners. We love the fact you guys are here. I hope to see you next Saturday for the broadcast and also for our masterclass. Again, if you want more information, send your name, your email, and the word thyroid to 704-906-2094. We'll shoot the ebook to you. We'll get you registered for the masterclass. Until next week, be blessed.